0: Welcome to the Life Leadership Podcast with myself, Leela Singh. All things coaching, career and personal branding. This podcast is for ambitious career professionals like you wanting to create a life of choice and freedom, to be, do and have more through overcoming limitations, to develop new perspectives and insights and to redefine your success, be that in work, health, relationships and so much more. Hi there and in today's session at My Brand HQ we will be speaking to Alastair Woodward. Alastair is a UK security cleared project and program manager with over 20 years experience working in various IT service sectors including banking, engineering, telecoms, energy, healthcare and also secure government contracts. He's been involved in setting up various IT projects and programs and managing key deliverables whilst meeting internal and external client expectations. Alastair has worked on complex transition and transformation, business change and continuous improvement projects and programs from sales through to delivery. Alastair originally came from a technical developer background based on the Rolls-Royce account in 1998 where he was developing, deploying and supporting shop floor applications, processes and tools for engineering and design teams. He also programmed in C and VBA and is now PMP certified in 2005, as well as ITIL trained. However, Alisair quickly realised that rather than being a techie, project management is where all the fun and interesting things happen. He then specialised in setting up operational teams of key account functions, both onshore, offshore and near shore, delivering tools and processes for finance, commercial, service request management, asset management, document management, procurement functions, the new accounts ranging from anything between 50 million to $3 billion deals. Asta also loves to play squash two or three times a week and builds, model ships and is an avid reader of science and fantasy books. In today's interview, Alistair will be sharing with us the importance of having a good mentor when it comes to mapping out your career, why your value add is critical to your career advancement, the one thing necessary for leadership success, and why diversity in technology is critical to the success of any technology business. So let's head over and hear what Alistair has to say. Hi Alistair, thank you so much for joining us today on the My Brand HQ podcast. It's great to have you how are you?
1: Thank you Leela, thank you for, for inviting me. Yeah, I'm fine, it's brilliant. It's uh, Although it's a little bit cold in the Midlands at the moment, but just one of those things, I suppose.
0: Yeah, well, you know, weather's chopping and changing. Um, so I wanted to kick straight into this because I know we've got loads to talk about today. And um, So my first question to you is, what were your initial thoughts when you embarked on your career in tech
1: well I just fell into it I mean at the end of the day I just went for interview experience honestly and you know it back in 98 that's how long ago it was um I left university um I I graduated in my product design, innovation and marketing course. And it was really an end to end course, right? So I did everything from the de- design all the way through to the end of the marketing with the end cus- uh, customers. And it was such a varied degree. I didn't know what I wanted, wanted to actually do. So my dad just, just, just kind of went, you know what, Alistair, why don't you just go and join this IT company and just go for interview experience? And I just went, really? Is that really what I want to do? And I just went, yeah, well, I'll just I'll just pop along. So I just kind of went down um, to the interview. I, I went in, I got chatting to two really nice people who I actually networked with a lot throughout my first five or 10 years. Um, and we just started chatting about what my degree was about, why IT was so important what aspects of IT I was so interested in and and I did in my IT degree, uh, degree course a lot of CAD and CAM, i.e. computer-aided design um, and I was already quite interested in those aspects of it and also what it could provide you as a customer. So for me I just went and just told the truth. I just went in there and just be me and that's really important. Just just be yourself um, and and, and your own enthusiasm for the industry, for the IT will come across. So there's me walking out going, Yeah, it went all right, it's fine. Because they asked at the end of the interview, mm, Yeah, how well do you think it went? Yeah, it went all right, you know, it's my first interview, I've got no clue, right? <laughs> and then they went, oh, What do you think you'd likely to be uh, paid? I said, I've honestly no clue, right? Why, why don't you think for a number write it down? <laughs> because, you know, it's my first interview. And, and I walked out thinking, yeah, I'm not, I've not got a job, but it's really good to have the interview experience. Um, and then two weeks later, they turned around and said, I'm sorry, Alice, you've not got the job. And I showed the uh, the letter um, to my dad, who was part of the same company at the time, and it got sent to HR, and it transpired that I had actually got the job, and it was an IT error. So there we go. <laughs> within within the first interview however lucky that is um i suddenly got the job um and i got paid a really good wage i think back in those days anything you know from 14 15, was really good and they um i don't mind saying, <laughs> saying, saying this but they offered me 18 grand for my first mm. job which was absolutely amazing back in those uh, days so it just shows if you put yourself out out uh, out there if you just be honest and genuine there's 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 loads of stuff which you can do and, and it's just amazing what can transpire.
0: Mm. oh That's great that's a lovely story and, and so what part did your dad play then in sort of shaping your career would you say? Oh so point?
1: he was a massive mentor for me I mean I, I don't know whether you realize this but um his father was in IT before him. And my dad was in IT and he followed his uh, father and, and he was with his father for five years before he retired. And then I was with my father um, when I joined the, com- the company. And he had loads of experience. He was, he was um, some techie, he was also a manager as well. He managed people, he, he actually managed a group with over 100 people within operations within the, uh, within the IT group, which he did. Um and the amount of experience he actually had was phenomenal. And certainly for the first year I was with the company, um, I kept on going backs and forwards, right? <laughs> I was going, what's this? What do I need to do? What do I need to do here? And just having that mentor, even I was lucky enough it was my father, but just having a mentor was so important. I mean, you come out of university and you think, I know it all, you know, I Yeah. I've 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 I've, uh, I've done the course, I've got you know a two one a two do or, or or an honours whatever it is, I do not need to learn anything else. and I can just do it all on the job. No, it's not that simple, guys. Seriously, it's hard work, and and it's not just the hard work. It's the it's the it's the mentoring. It's the knowledge that other people have to help you through it. There's so many occasions in just my first year. I kept on networking with various people just to get the right answer. And sometimes I went through multiple people to get to that answer, but just doing that course of going through all those different people was so important. And it was such a good learning curve. Um, and for me having those role models, I uh, was, just so critical and it wasn't just my father. I learned on it was my, uh, my, project lead at the time who was a lady called Nicola I had a project manager called Anthony Um, I had loads of people in the tech department like Pete etc and so many people I related to and spoke to uh, and it wasn't my hard work that got me there it was that networking that looking at the individual people of what they can offer and, and, Mm -hmm. and gaining some of the knowledge and experience which uh, which they had.
0: Marvellous, and, and so what would you say are the biggest benefits of having a mentor?
1: So the biggest benefits for me was not just uh, the ability or gaining the knowledge to do the associated work I needed to actually do, whether it's a simple thing as a presentation or back in the day when I was a techie, right? It was all based on what coding language I needed to learn and, and, and how to do the syntax and how to build it up. Um, it was also the mental and the career side side of it as well. Because for me, right, you, you can use mentors to get the job done and know mentors in certain areas, but it's all about where you perceive you to be actually be and where you want to go. Um, because now is important, but tomorrow is just as important. Yeah. And it's just as important to understand where you are now as it is where you want to go to. Mm-hmm. You can, you, and there's nothing wrong in just doing your job and, you know, going in, getting it done and walking away. But are you really achieving anything? So you have to think about the next steps ahead and where you want to go, and how you're going to get there. Is and that
0: how the how the mentors kind of supported you in that journey by having those correct.
1: Conversations? Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. It's that mentor relationship in supporting you in that journey, as you said, which is so critical.
0: Fantastic. And so as you progress through your career, um, did you have an idea as to, to what you wanted to be known for?
1: So that's an interesting question because for me, right, um, I said a very critical thing to my first project manager I actually went on um, and, I, and I joined it at a very junior level uh, back in, I think it was 98 to 1000 um, and I joined as an analyst um, and as a, you know, a dev techie um, and I always said to the manager at the time, The most critical thing is value add. So, what I mean by that, if you don't feel you're adding a value, if you're not adding value to what you're doing, then why are you doing it? So, Uh, you've got to understand at the end of the day, right, that whether you're delivering something to a customer, delivering something to a project, delivering something for an end result, it has to be for doing something, right? It's not for doing for doing sake. So we had an old saying in the olden days called gold plating. I don't know whether you refer to the or I understand the actual term, but it fundamentally means just do what you need to do to get over the line and don't do anything more than, than isn't necessary because it may not be required, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And, and, and having that value add and that ethos was so important um, and as soon as I felt I didn't, I wasn't able to provide that value add in anymore. I was looking for my next opportunity. I was looking for my next step that I, need, yeah. I needed to actually get uh, get to. Or even, or even better, by talking to my mentors, by talking to various people and my networking around me, and and uh, and and my fellow and my fellow colleagues of how do I get there because you don't know it all and neither does everyone else. But if you add them all to together, who knows what you can accomplish.
0: Absolutely, I mean, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's having this, that support system around you, the network, the advocates. And you've made a really great point there about the value add, because you know, in my experience as well, I've I found that the, the mentality of many people is just do the bare minimum that you need to do to get by, um, which is okay we don't all have to be striving to move up the career ladder. However, what does make me smile is when those same people expect to be getting a pay rise or a promotion. And then they're asked, well, what have you done that you believe supports that? And so I've done my job. Well, that's what you get paid for. And I think if you want to Accelerate your career if you want to move up the ladder you have to be seen as as going the extra mile in some shape or form So yeah, great great point. That's very valuable. Thank you And and tell me you've already alluded to the fact that when you embarked on your career You were very much a techie So what was it that had you take that leap of faith to change your career direction to kind of the, the path? You've followed over the more recent years.
1: Yeah, so this is going back to about 2005 2004 in my career Um, I was very much a developer, I was very much an analyst, and I didn't really see a career path for me to go any further, except for being a senior developer. I just kind of went, is this all there is? Is this really all you can do in IT? And I just went, gosh, there's gotta be something more than this, right? And I just went, I know what, I know what, I know what. Let me go and speak to my my network of people, right? And you know, I quite a big network of people. Um, and I was speaking to my old colleagues, I was speaking to my father, I was speaking to a whole bunch of other people, both internal and external. And I was also speaking to customers as well, because at this time, I was also had some customer engagement. It's, I mean, it's not just who's, who's around you internally, it says who's around you externally.
0: Absolutely, yes. And I realised quite rapidly
1: that, that being a developer for me wasn't where I wanted to actually be. And it wasn't the side of my career I wanted to actually get to. I just went hmm you know what I know what I'm going to do Right. right I'm going to push myself I'm going to drive forward okay so how can I do that what elements of IT can offer me as an individual in order to assist me in driving forward I just went And I spoke to certain people and, I, and there's one person in particular I spoke to I'm not going to mention there they're names. So I think it's slightly unfair, but I am going to say that this one person said something critical to me, and that person said, "What do you want to offer in your next role?" And I just went, "You know what? That's a good point. If you think about it, yeah, I've got skills in in technology. I can I can do code." Um, I can develop stuff, I can create enhancements, I can create applications, but is that really what I want to be known for? And I just went, what's really interests me? And I went, I know, what really interests me is running projects, running people. Actually seeing the effect of what I have on the customer. And for me, that's what ticked the boxes. And then I realised, actually... I need to develop my own personal brand my own abilities my enhance my CV and the only way I felt I could do that is to branch into a new area the new area of IT Mm -hmm. that leap of faith and that leap of faith was going from a techie to being a project manager and I've got to be honest it wasn't overnight it was six months worth of training it was also doing an advanced course for another three or four, uh, four uh, months, which I did in, I think it was Sheffield at the time. And I was going up and down on the train and God knows what else. And, um, and I also pushed myself to do a certification, uh, which was so important. And there's loads of certifications out there which you can do as a project manager. I specifically chose a, a US version because I was in a US company. Uh, But there's other certifications which you can do. But it's so important to have that qualification and that certification. And some people think, oh, yeah, I can do on the job and stuff. But at the end of the day, if you want to go, if you want to push yourself forward, if you want to keep on developing yourself Mm -hmm. as a brand, as a person, as an individual, you have to keep on striving for the next thing. And that's what I did. So I took that leap of faith from tech to project management. And since 2005, I've been doing project management for the last 15 years. And um, I've really enjoyed it.
0: Fantastic. I love it. I love it. And, and was there anything at that time when you were ex- having those conversations, exploring where you could go with your career, where you've, you maybe thought to yourself, what if this doesn't work or what if, or that made you think maybe I should just stay where I am or not?
1: No, not not, not at all. I mean at the end of the day I've always said right once you commit you commit and and if you're ever uncertain then don't commit because you can't do a halfway house right mm-hmm. you either have to make a decision and stick with it and see where and and see where it goes or you don't make the step at all okay and for me back in 2004 2005 I decided to make that step. And it was probably one of the best decisions I actually made. And I have so many voices at the back of my head going, Alistair, why are you doing this? Are you really sure you can do it? Do you have the ability? Do you have the capability? Do you have the skill set to actually do it? I had so many voices saying, no, 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 no. And I also had voices saying,
0: yes, 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 yes.
1: (laughs) And and at the end of the day, yes is one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and that's that's what we want. And I think, again, that's so, so important for our audience to, to hear that because oftentimes, particularly if we're looking to take a leap of faith or to try something different, there's often a lot of voices around us that will kind of question you, challenge you, almost want to hold you back. And that can be both our own internal voices and it can also be other people's opinions and actually oftentimes those other people's opinions is because of their fear of the fact that they watch you progressing and it will highlight to them where they're lacking and so rather than support they kind of try and keep you where you're at because of their own insecurity so what you've talked about there is so critical when when it comes to your career it's really checking in with yourself and and, and your instincts about what feels right for you. And if you're looking to to step out of your comfort zone, you wanna try that something new or take that risk, and you have that certainty, which you mentioned, and that's critical, then do it, absolutely do it. And so tell me then, you know, you've alluded to this already throughout, but what level of importance do you place on having a strong network around you and and, and what are the benefits would you say to having that network of people? Um, and when I say network, it's not just your connections on LinkedIn. I'm talking about people who you have a connection with people that you can reach out to and like in your case, ask for help, for guidance, for mentoring. How important is that? It's,
1: It's fundamentally critical. I mean, I've got to be honest. I've had, you know, 15 mentors throughout my career probably more if i think about it and most of them i've i've uh, have been my boss have been an acquaintance has been my father initially um, has been my project leader has been a friend i mean there's loads of mentors that i've had in my career and i've got to be honest even now even though i've changed organizations i've changed companies because you will find this if you go through it you will not necessarily be in one company throughout your career anymore i mean that just doesn't happen i mean if you think about it 20 30 years ago you would normally go into a company and you still be there 30 years later going up through the career line. it doesn't work that way guys so these are these are days it's it's all about taking that next leap of faith taking that next step whether it's going to a new job, whether it's doing a new, career, uh, a new job within the existing company, or just putting yourself to build yourself up, and only by having those that 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 network uh, of people around you can you feed off what's happening in the industry. So I've got I've got people I used to work with on the defence side I have people I used to work with in the financial side I've got people I used to work with on the manufacturing side Mm
0: -hmm. there's
1: different elements of IT in different 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 sectors that you can you can go to and having that that varied width and and depth of people is so important because you get a different perspective a a different view that you wouldn't normally have thought of and certainly for me when I've gone through My career in in project management um, and IT. There's so many different sectors I've actually visited, and it's not. And and there's variations in each of those sectors, which are so interesting. And only by networking throughout all um, all my career that I've realised that there are there are all these different aspects which you need to account account for. And for me, that that's what makes IT industry uh, uh, interesting. It's not just you know sticking in a job as a project manager and doing the same thing day in and day out you could be doing a project management in a different company a different org different organization and do things fundamentally differently even though the overall structure and the foundation is still the same i mean delivering projects to time cost and budget but you know different aspects of it comes out and you go oh that's that's interesting And, and only having that network of people um and that bridge is really useful. And the other thing which you need to bear in mind as well in the ever-present culture that we are, that we are in, and you ever find yourself without a job, or you ever find yourself redundant, having that that network of people is so important to find your next job as well. It's not just going on a website and finding a job, it's networking, it's talking to people. Finding a job is a job in itself. And that's so important, because having that network of people enables you to look at what's out out uh, out uh, out there, and also looking at what you can offer or what skills you need to build on in order to get into that industry of i t yeah. so um, and because different industries of i t want different skill sets, so some want certain uh, abilities and certain tools, that may be more agile related rather waterfall related and other companies may be a combination of the two so there's there's m- m- many different aspects you can go to uh, by liaising with your mentors and um and your networking of uh, pe- uh, people who can help you not just in your current role but also find your next role
0: love this love it love it, love it. It's, it and again it's it's about who knows you and not just about who you know, which is what you hear a lot of in the past. It's about who knows you and what they know about you. So those people that you just talked about, it's them recognizing your skills, your attributes, what value you can bring to the table so that when they hear of an opportunity, they can recommend you, you're top of mind for them. And that is so, so important now, particularly with what we're going through, particularly with the the landscape, the job landscape as it is at the moment where there's going to be a lot of people out there looking to secure a new opportunity. But really important, um, I, I cannot stress it enough, to, to work, put the time and effort in to build yourself and create a strong network of advocates around you. And so Alistair, as you know, one of the things that I'm, I have a strong belief about is personal leadership. I'm a big believer of that. a strong advocate of it for the people around me so can you share with me what one thing one trait would you say is an absolute non-negotiable when it comes to exhibiting leadership
1: so i'm i'm probably gonna go back 100 years right because there's, there's an old quote from 100 years ago i think it was first in, in, in publication back in the 1920s, but it's still a quote that I still relate to. And, and that quote is very simple. Talk the talk, not walk the walk. So what I mean, what I mean by that is you can, you can talk as much as you want, you can say as much as you, as much you want, but what's really important is what you can offer, how you act and how you deliver. So action speaks louder than words, it really does. And as a leader, as a project manager, as a program manager, it's so important to lead the people through action, not just by talking about it. You can talk about it to anything, to the cows come home, but it doesn't work. So, so, so I know as an example, there was a project manager I used to know, um, or I heard about, um, who ran a project for two years. And he ran a project for two years. He was a really good communicator. He, he really communicated really well with his sponsors. But what he delivered at the end of the two years was nothing. That's not a leader. A leader is delivering. A leader is acting. A leader is acting by example. And, and, and that's so important. And that quote from a hundred year, years ago still applies two to a day because at the end of the day if you're not in a room and you're not talking and they go, oh, wow isn't he great you know? <laughs> yeah he is great wonderful but is he actually giving you anything no what you need to ask yourself is what is your leader giving you you know how is he how is he acting what is he was he offering you as an individual what is he offering you as a customer and, and 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 those elements is just so important as a leader because it's still relevant hundred years ago as it is today
0: mm-hmm. yeah I absolutely agree it's about leaning by example isn't it you know yeah totally and and so can you share with me then what obviously you, you've got a, a solid um, career within the tech industry in terms of encouraging more women into tech why do you think we are struggling with that so much
1: so i've got to be honest i you know back in 98 when um when i started out uh, we re- we very much had open plan offices even back then um whereas back in the 1970s it was closed doors or cubicles and all the rest of it uh but if I went into a barn within IT that usually had about, I don't know, 50 people in the barn, there's probably only about, I don't know, two or three women within that barn. And it was such a male-orientated arena in the IT industry back in back in those uh, days. And it was very publicised as a male-dominated industry. And I don't know why, because IT is not very physical. I mean, yeah, you have to do certain things, and but it's mainly mental it's mainly it's so mentally driven in what you do because at the end of the day you sit in front of a computer you type away you send emails you pick up the phone you know how is that physical you know why isn't why isn't there more equality within the it industry and the and the fact of the matter is it was very male dominated and what the industry are now recognizing is that they now need to change that dynamic, bring more, more women into the industry, bring, bring, um, bring, uh, bring more ethnic people in, uh, into the industry as well from different cultures, different backgrounds, different religions, different areas. Because we're not just selling customers and products or services within IT to our local communities, we're, we are selling globally globally right you're not going to build in that 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 diversity that ability to sell to those customers in those global global markets by not encouraging those people in into the it in uh, it industry so if you look at an it advert now you will see that predominantly you will see a lot of women in it right you will see a lot of uh, black pe- uh, people in it, people from ethnic backgrounds within it, mm-hmm. the Caucasian people, right? And the reason for that is very valuable and very much needed in today's culture. We need that diversity, we need that equality, and we need to get that position so that we can sell to all these markets, so we can get different aspects, different views, different functionality because what works in the UK is not going to necessarily work in the US. What what works in the US is not going to necessarily work in India. So this is why you need all these different cultures um, and ethnic backgrounds within the IT uh, industry because it develops the customer base. It develops the product and develops the services which we can offer. And I've got to be honest, it's only by... Talking to in to all these individual people, it's only by looking at what's out there—not just the IT industry, but in culture as a whole—with Black Lives Matter and 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 stamping out racism—that that all these things are coming to the fourth uh, the fourth And mm-hmm. how important it is, not just not just to build out the knowledge within the communities, but also build out the knowledge and the understanding within companies. And that's what really is interesting, and that's what's going to shape i t into the future and that's what's really exciting about it
0: yeah yeah absolutely agree and and you know you talk about um that having that diversity of employees within tech, and it's if we're looking at the world as a whole now and and what technology is doing to change our lives, like you say you It's almost fundamental that you want the influence of a diverse range of people to influence the way that company moves forward in terms of their products, their services, their customer experience. Otherwise, those companies are gonna fall behind because they're not gonna recognize the differences, the diversity across the world, and what is needed, what is required, because they don't have that internal influence to drive that forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, online branding is so important in order to entice these people in uh, uh, into the industry. Having your own brand is so important in uh, terms of enticing people within within the industry. Because if you've got someone who's very uh, uh, a company's very internet based, very online presence, and you've got someone who's in a back street in a cubicle, which one are you going to go for? Well, I know which one I'm going to go for. It's not going to be the backstreet one, but it's going to be the one that's got the online presence, the one that's going to offer you the most, the one that's branding them, them, uh, themselves in the right way. That's what it's all about.
0: Mm. Yeah. And so for the individuals as well, if you want to be right. seen as the person to be um, approached for those opportunities as well, it's about you creating your personal brand. Both in person, online, right? So people can recognise. No, again, it's who knows you that they can put you forward, or they can approach you, or they can recommend you. And so, 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 so on that basis, then, what uh, what reasons would you give? What say? Let's like, top three reasons would you give to encourage more women into the tech industry? Noting that it isn't only about tech roles; you can join the industry but not necessarily be a techie person. What are the things that you would like to encourage them?
1: So Look at what's happened recently in terms of COVID-19 and the pandemic which we've currently been going, uh, going through. Within IT, um, within the areas which we're in, a lot more people are more flexible. They're working from home and they have the ability To connect right so I've got to be honest right those are the three key drivers I would go for not just enticing more women into the industry but but anyone because at the end of the day if you think of where we were even just 20 years ago we were struggling to have uh, dial-up we were struggling to work remotely we had these massive telephones and and now you can just pick up a phone you can you can dial into into the internet you can make phone calls on your pc i mean wow um so and you can work any time in the day as long as you do the hours in the day that's what's important as, long as you do your job and you provide the value add and you do what you need what you need to do that's what's important at the end of the day and and it's all about having that work-life balance as well and I think that's really important to people these uh, days as well. It's not just about what, what, what you can offer and what branding you have, uh, but it's also having that, that balance as well. And for me, uh, having that ability with flexibility, with homeworking, with the ability to connect to people, uh, that, that should entice anyone, right?
0: Nice, absolutely agree, yeah, and I think, I guess it, it's a personal uh, choice, or, or not even a choice at the moment, but a point of view as to whether it's easier to work from home, because I know, as you mentioned with COVID-19, there are people who are struggling a lot more with that because they don't have people around them, You know, maybe they have young children, they have to focus on homeschooling, so there's other distractions potentially can impact on that, but at the same time, there's also a, a significant amount of flexibility that is available within working in this industry in whatever. Kind yeah,
1: absolutely of- correct. And yeah, absolutely correct. And, and, the, and the fundamental point that you've raised there is really valid, right? Because, you know, working from home all the time is not necessarily the right thing for people. I mean, for me personally, I've normally been in the office the last 20 years, right? So suddenly working from home is a massive shock. I mean, I don't, live in a very house to be honest with you um, and I just don't have the facilities I don't have the air conditioning that you normally have in the office I don't have the lighting um, I don't have the desk um, so I'm just you know, a very old uh, desk that my grandfather used to use <laughs> as an example um, um, so, so again having that network is so important right um, having that ability to just reach out and speak to people wherever you are and for me, it's really much about having a balance, right? I'm, I'm really looking forward, Leela, for going back into the office, but I'm also valuing having that flexibility and work from home as well. Yeah. So as long as you have that balance, as long as, you, as, long as you're having that balance between work and life, um, and you're treating it correctly, mm-hmm. and you're professional while you're in the office and while you're out of the office, i.e., out of the area which you're in, um, then, um, then, That's all great, but at the same, at the same time, you have to understand that you are still representing your company even when you're outside your office environment, Mm -hmm. right? And that's so important, right? So this is why personal branding, this is why how you present yourself is so critical. So take, so take me as an example. I'm sitting here in my suit and shirt, right? How how am I coming across to you? Am I coming across professional? I am I coming across um, as casual, um, not someone worth talking to, etc. So, perception is so important and how you present yourself is so important. Yes. And having that flexibility, having that balance is also so important as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, and so tell me, Alisa, how do you define success in your career?
1: Uh, so... So this is a really difficult question to me because other people might have a different view and it's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. Um, but for me, some people might, might say it's money or how you're going up in the career or how far you advance yourself. Honestly, I'm going to say this, as long as I'm able to pay my bills, I really don't care, right? Um, and for me personally, it's job satisfaction. You've got to enjoy what you're doing. It doesn't matter who you are. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're a dustbin man. It doesn't matter whether you're a secretary. It doesn't matter whether you're an analyst. It's a, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're, uh, whether you're packing boxes for whoever. You've got to enjoy your job, right? That's what well, There's no point in going and doing a job you hate. You have to do a job you like, or else why are you doing it? You ask yourself, what are you getting out of? out of it yeah personal branding what you can provide what value add you 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 can add is so important but you've got to be self-satisfied you have to be happy in what you're doing right if you're not doing what you're doing then change and do something else don't just sit here and accept it go and do something else
0: yeah it's about looking for that fulfillment isn't it what really um has you meeting your aspirations and what led you set uh, to pledge funds towards paying it forward to others and why tell me about that well,
1: i've got to be honest right i'm not the future of i.t right i'm i'm a i'm a person who started in i.t back in 98 i built out from the ground up as an analyst as a librarian mm-hmm. i was doing dogs body jobs all over the place going delivering stuff or speak to people or developing code Um, and for me what's really important is the future generation right Um, IT has evolved so much in 20 years just imagine what it's going to be like in 20 years time so for me to have the ability of offering someone or training someone or giving someone some mentoring or, or coaching is just so important right because they are the future I'm not the future they are the future. And so, you know, absorb it, experience it, you know, reach out and, 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 and speak to people, connect. Because at the end of the day, they can offer you so much. And only then can you realise your dreams.
0: That's nicely said. That's so true. So what is on the horizon next for you?
1: Difficult question, uh, but I'll try and answer it.
0: I mean, tell me, just to remind us, what is it you're doing right now? And, and where so at you- the
1: moment, I am a, uh, a, a program manager for trading. They're mm-hmm. the company I'm working for, um, but it's a really good company I'm working for. And we are very much developing uh, new applications, new technologies, new enhancements to our financial products um, and we're very much moving a lot of our legacy systems into the cloud so at the moment um, there's a lot of systems on on-prem or, or on that premise so there's a lot of uh, business cases and, and initiatives I'm driving through which is so interesting in terms of getting all that data on, um, uh, on, uh, on, on, onto the cloud and I've got to be honest data is the future right? So for me, I'm where the future is. I want to, I want to be able to put, put that data in, in, uh, in, uh, into the cloud in a secure environment which, which, which can't be hacked, that is fully authenticated, that is secure for our customers to actually use. And that's what I'm doing at the moment. That's what I'm driving through. That's what I'm passionate about. Um, and that's really what I'm driving out in the next uh, two or three years of my career
0: fantastic alistair i'd like to say thank you so very much for taking time out to speak with us today and i just want to say i love the passion the enthusiasm that's coming through and everything that you've shared that has been so valuable for our audience today it's opening up eyes to what is possible within the technology industry which is rapidly growing as we can all see it's impacting every aspect of our lives as we speak and so I would absolutely encourage you if you're listening to really consider the opportunities that the tech industry can offer for you and the, the fulfillment you can gain from following a path on that route. Thank you Alistair. <laughs> Thank you for listening please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so and if you enjoyed and gained value from today's episode then do please leave a review telling us your key learnings and what you enjoyed the most and do please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can spread the word on life leadership creating a life of choice freedom and new possibilities. Connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And if you would like to learn more about how we can work together, either DM me on LinkedIn or email me. All details and resources can be found in the show notes.